What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Before you mash that fast forward button to move to the beginning of today's episode, I'd like to quickly tell you about some ways you can support the show and everything that I'm doing right now. You can support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Again, just go on over to patreon.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Become a patron for as little as $5 a month. Or you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. It's incredibly important with the way iTunes works. So if you have a second, please leave a rating and or review and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your podcasts, you can check out chasethomaspodcast.com. That is on my previous episode, a link to my newsletter, and all my articles that I've written. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at chase double underscore Thomas. You can like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer, or you can just tell a friend you found this independent sports podcast that they should check out too. Thank you for listening. You're all the best. And I think we've reached the point in this intro where my uncle Darren can play me in. All right, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Eric Brady of RBR wrestling is here. WrestleMania is a few days away and Eric is not tired of talking about wrestling after a week of RBR and everything else to talk about, you guessed it, more wrestling. Eric. How are you? I, I was told I was here to talk about Channing Tatum's divorce, so I feel Divorced? a little bamboozled. Way to keep up with the news. You're a professional reporter, Chase Thomas. <laughs> is he getting divorced? Who is he married to? He was married to, um, you know, his wife. Mm. The famous celebrity, Siri, who is Ch- I have no <laughs> idea. I saw her name, and I was like, I don't know who that is. But I probably should. Divorced. Oh, it was, no, didn't he meet her filming... Um, what was the dance movie he was in? Step Up or something? Is that the one he got a sequel in and everything? Or is that so the, So you think you can dance? Or is that something different? I think, oh my god, I think Jen, okay, Jenna Dewin from Step Up. Yeah, the original Step Up. Not the whole six movie franchise, but the original, it was the two of them is where they met. Okay. So, so she's Never a dancer slash actress, but mostly neither. But he's really good in... Um... Uh, 21 Jump Street and 22 Jump Street. He uh, he surprised me. He was really good. He's yeah. funny. And Magic Mike, like he's got a he's got I a career going. Magic Mike. Did you uh-huh. see Magic Mike? Sure, you didn't chase. No, I didn't I did. see it either. I'm sure it's probably good though. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I'm, are there two or three of those now? It's just two, I think. Okay. Never saw them. But Which I, hey, those movies feature pro wrestler Kevin Nash. Pro wrestling connection. Isn't John Cena in one of them or no? You're thinking of Fred the Movie on Nickelodeon. John <laughs> Cena, acclaimed author of the book, whatever it's called, coming this October. Mm-hmm. His kid's book. What a weird guy. He's a sad guy because he is not on the WrestleMania card right now, and he's just going to WrestleMania as a fan, apparently. <laughs> I, like how, I like the idea of like Ellen inviting him onto her show of like, so tell us about WrestleMania. It's a great show. I'm um, <laughs> a part of it. 
but I guess I'll talk about it. I don't know why they sent me here. <laughs> this is awkward. You know what's funny? And I was thinking about this, and like I, I take notes on all of these shows, and I'm just kind of like I don't, I don't have other things going on when I'm watching sports and wrestling and that kind of stuff. And something I noticed in my notepad from like the last couple of weeks is that the Bella Twins are like the best baby faces in the company right now because Daniel Bryan went above and beyond to put over Brie, and John Cena has put over Nikki in the same kind of way, but not as extreme. And I think we need to we need a Bella Twins appearance soon. Like yeah. they're both like super over. I mean, and, they like, were in the Mania and the uh, Rumble. Were they? Yeah, Nikki. That. Nikki was the final person eliminated no, you, by Oscar on the apron. I remember that. I remember she was in the final four and that kind of bothered me because Nikki wasn't going to come back and I didn't really understand that elimination strategy towards the end. I remember that was weird. Who was in the final four of that group? Because it was Asuka and a couple other people that had no chance. It was like Nia Jax. But like, didn't the uh, the men's one also come down to like Shinsuke and Cena? I think? It was Shinsuke or Shinsuke and, Cena, and Roman or something? Range. Shinsuke and Roman maybe? They both did the idea of like, here's the fan favorite versus the one you know is the corporate favorite just to make you worry that we're gonna we're gonna but stab Asuka you in the back was it was it oscar and nikki though last yeah oscar and nikki were the last yeah like know. everybody knew that nikki was not winning the. but rumble. also it was the kind of thing where you're like holy crap i could actually see them letting nikki win the rumble oscar's oh, clearly no. gonna go to wrestlemania but you need two people to go to mania nikki could be the other I guess rumble losses don't count as losses. Yeah. So I guess she could have. Like it was the same with like Cena and Nakamura of like, yeah, I could I could see Cena winning. I could also see Nakamura. Or I think it was Reigns and Nakamura. We were like, both these guys are clearly going to WrestleMania. Yeah, because I think it was was Balor one of the final four too, because he was the Iron Man this year where he yeah, was in it for sounds a long right. time. Yeah. Um. No, Cena. Let's talk about Cena first because he's technically not on the card, and what we're going to talk about WrestleMania is this Sunday, and NXT Takeover, which I think is going to be a much better show. Uh, I, are you going to watch the ROH show? Because those are going on at the same time. And I'm already kind of like overwhelmed with the amount of wrestling going on this weekend. I, I feel like that was a bad idea for ROH because the big headline match is the uh, Cody Rhodes versus Kenny Omega blow off, which has been built up for over a year now. Yeah. So to have it happen on the one show you do that's opposite like WWE's biggest weekend, literally opposite their NXT show, which is, I would say, the second biggest show this weekend behind Mania itself just doesn't seem smart like pick a time of the year when you have no opposition it's like movies you don't if you make a good movie you're not like oh i'm gonna release it the same week as the avengers you gotta you gotta plan around your competition give yourself a little room to breathe so i'm not sure like i'm definitely not gonna watch it live because i'm gonna be watching nxt so you're gonna pick nxt over roh live i am the nxt card is i don't know I, it's a, it's kind of a one. It's like a two match card, I'd say. I was gonna say it seems kind of weak. Like every show this weekend, except Mania, are all two match cards. If you look at any Evolve or ROH or Sakura Genesis last weekend, it's a lot of all these great guys are in town, so we all made two matches using the same eight people that were available. Yeah. All, like every New Japan Ring of Honor Evolve whatever Joey Janela show, it's the same group of talent, so it's like they're not even different shows. I would say Supercard of Honor is going to be better than NXT this weekend. I don't think that's a hot take. I Maybe. Kenny, oh, like, I'm excited for Kenny and Cody. I, I love them both, and I think it's going to be fun. I think Marty Skrull and Dalton Castle are going to be good. I'm interested to see how that goes. I think Marty should win at this point, but we'll see. Abushi um, versus Hangman is going to be interesting, and then you still have the Bucks and Flip Gordon versus SoCal and Censor, which has been built up for weeks at a time. Um, is that one a ladder match or no? I think so. Okay. It, yeah, because, like, Bully Ray, like, 
I don't know if you watch R8 shows on a weekly basis, but the way it's it's televised is so bizarre because Bully Ray just came out at the end of the last R.H. taping before this show and was just like, okay, well, it's about time that Flip Gordon came on board with the Bullet Club and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, just, it was just so bizarre of just him coming out, no music, and everything else, and being like, all right, this can be a ladder match. And then SoCal and Censor just being upset about the whole thing. And I, I don't know. It was a really weird ending to the R.H. show. They just need a big spectacle match, and ladders are fun and exciting, and you got to do what you got to do. They did it last year with the Young Bucks and the Hardys. That's true. And I'll watch anything Young Bucks as one of my... I'm a gigantic Young Bucks mark, so I will watch anything with them. Um, The NXT stuff, I just... Do you think Aleister Black beats... Andrade Cien Almas? He has to, right? I mean, I think Almas is ready to come up, though. Like, Gargano and Ciampa, I think, is going to be the actual good match. And Gargano's definitely getting called up because his storyline in NXT is that he doesn't have a career at their job there anymore. This is like an unsanctioned match. That's I don't know if it's. Oh yeah, I think think Chapa should win too. Okay, we're on the same page there because I don't know. I also didn't want this match to happen in the first place. I like the idea that like Gargano lost his job and doesn't get to have his revenge match until like months or years later on the main roster, maybe. But what is the case if Gargano wins? Like I don't understand what the uh, the especially like. Like, if you treat NXT as a separate entity, which if you're the writing NXT is how you should treat it, Ciampa's the guy sticking around. Therefore, he's the guy who should win. Also, Gargano is the small, lovable guy that the fans get behind. They don't care when he loses. He always loses. He loses all the time. He's Daniel Bryan. It's, I don't really care if he wins as long as he goes out there and is amazing. I was going to say, Ciampa should win this. And it yeah. should close NXT. Like that's the only problem is like it would be like Gargano's goodbye and like they've done that already mm. twice. How much do you think Barstool Sports own Pat McAfee joining the pre-show panel affect this card? Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna watch the NXT pre-show. <laughs> so not very. You're, you're not a big Sam Roberts fan and uh, Pete Rosenberg. They don't do the NXT pre-show, do they? Do they not? I, I don't. I don't. I think don't watch any of them. So buy I'm their spots there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. But also, if you're, you're gonna get a Barstool talent, get Robbie Fox. Oh, you and I are both big Robbie Fox. Fans, big Robbie so. Fox guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, there could be a lot of title changes because I think Ember should lose to Shannon Baszler. I think at this point you have to put Baszler over. Um, Mondays is essentially the next season of wrestling, quote unquote, for a thing that never ends. It's the, yeah. we got our big show. Let's call up new talent. Let's bring back some injured talent. Let's wipe the slate clean and get things going anew. So a lot of the better people on the NXT show should be losing so that they can establish new guys to stick around in NXT while those good people come up to the main roster where that loss won't mean a fucking thing. Can we talk about how Adam Cole's going to be pulling double duty on this show? Adam Cole, baby? Yeah, he's uh, pulling double duty. I feel bad for him. He's pulling double duty. Like, I don't know which goes first. I guess the ladder match is second for him and they do the triple threat tag team match first. Oh, I forgot he was even in that match. Yeah, because Bobby Fish is out. Yeah, because the injury. Oh my god, that's gonna suck for him. Yeah, he's got Roderick Strong, Pete Dunn, and the Authors of Pain. To have to work an Authors of Pain match and then work a six-man ladder match with Ricochet. (laughs) Holy shit! Killian Dane. Yeah, it's not gonna be great for him. He's gonna die. (laughs) Sorry, Adam Cole. I'm gonna start writing my uh, memorial tribute to him now. I. Do they lose the tag titles because Fish is hurt, or do they keep those? I would lose them and then just okay. have them 
whenever fish is back because i don't think authors of pain authors of pain are done yeah it's, yeah so do you put it on roderick and pete dunn but they're like not even like really a team yeah yes yeah, so maybe era keeps it i think authors of pain gets called up okay yeah because i think i think you would keep it on undisputed era and you just don't have them i, I guess the next just avoid them 61. defending it for a while yeah oh you so mean uh i believe their term is willow wait what isn't that the, the move you learn by using TM61? <laughs> Will-O-Wisp? Sure, sure. Yeah, it's, all, it's a Generation 4 Pokemon joke. The fans will love it. They would love it. That's my audience, generally speaking. Um, <laughs> who do you think wins the first North American Championship? It's got to be Ricochet, right? You don't bring Ricochet into this match unless he wins this. Uh, I was going to say it's got to be EC3. No. EC3 is like the new franchise player there, I think. Okay, you're right. Talk about- the only reason I think EC3 doesn't win this is because I think EC3 goes for the world title pretty quick. I was going to say, I think EC3 chasing Ricochet is more interesting to me. I think you make this the belt for like the young... It's kind of like what the IC title used to be in wrestling, where it's like, hey, these are like the younger but often more talented wrestlers, whereas the heavyweight title is like the big star wrestlers. So, like, yeah, Ricochet as the North American champ is good, and he can work with, like, the Pete Dunns of the world. And then you have EC3B in the main program with, like, an Aleister Black. EC3 is a, a real star. He's not a mid-card star. Can he's we talk real... about... I don't know if he's that yet. We'll see. Um, he's a former EC3. TNA world champion. Oh, for sure. And um, yeah. he, he sent me an autograph 8x10 for my birthday. <laughs> Did he? Yeah, he's a good guy. I'm going to send that to me and I'll make it this episode's uh, <laughs> cover art. Um, I don't know. Like, so EC3 came out. Was it? It was last week on. Oh, that's so brave game. of him. And God, um, his music is just like, is EC3 like the only one percenter in the United States to get cheered? <laughs> his like whole the theme is just like, aren't you jealous of the fact that I have money and you're all a bunch of nothings compared to me? And the fans are like, yay. It's like, the only that positive gimmick baby started as the biggest the heel thing ever. Yeah, it was like during like the Wall- Occupy Wall Street era when he came up with that gimmick, and everyone was like, "Boo, you're rich, you're doo doo head." Martin Shkreli's bad, and so are you. And now he's coming around. People are like, "Yeah, that's okay. I mean, he's wealthy, but like, you know, he pulled himself up by his bootstraps." He got cheered on NXT, and his theme is just like, "I have a lot of money." <laughs> I am a one percenter. And like I just I literally wrote down my notes. I was like, is he the first plutocrat to be cheered in the United States in like the last ten years? What is happening? Vince McMahon. How is this a how is this a babyface character? Like eventually Vince McMahon just starts getting cheered all the time, even though like he always comes out looking like a jerk, his music is bad. You know he's there to be a heel and he's gonna act like a heel, but everyone just cheers him anyway, because it's just like, ah, we love you, man. I don't know. I don't think Vince would be cheered like that. But you know if what I will the, say? That if Vince McMahon comes week, out on Raw, everyone's going to cheer. Uh, did he get cheered a couple weeks ago? When he oh. was like that whole Roman Reigns stuff and they tried to position him as the CM Punk for a week? Oh, I'm not sure. The Owen stuff, I know he did. Okay. Yeah, but that was like in, that was above and beyond. Where... It's about the respect. Yeah. It's like Logan Paul. <sighs> um... <laughs> There is another character literally on NXT that has the same kind of EC3 character. I wonder if they paired them together. You know, Tino Sabatelli and Roderick Strong, or not Roderick Strong, um, what's it? Riddick Moss, where their music is just like, I have a lot of money 
and we're both former professional or nfl athletes maybe you've (laughs) seen us in a preseason game once or twice yeah and it doesn't it's a it outrageously keel stable and i don't really get it at all wrestling is just bizarre i think that's what we can like there nobody cares about ec3's character is the thing because he's been around so long now that people are just like we just like you we don't care about what you we just want we're happy we get to see you here again after four years that's fair he could have come out and spit gum on a girl in the crowd and they still would have cheered who has less of a shot of winning this match killian dane or lars sullivan which one is the fat one killian dane okay then lars sullivan Lars Sullivan, I, I I have had conversations with people that really like him, and I just, I don't get it. I think it's one of those, it's like dead on arrival on the main roster. He's one of those that I look at him like, he will be a comedy baby face on SmackDown in a year and a half. I don't know how this translates to the main roster. It's not going to work. Velveteen's a good sleeper pick to win, though, because he's a good oh, character. I love yeah. He's and he's great. a guy you would want to have on your show each week. I just think Ricochet's first match should be a win. I Like, he's just... He's a superstar. Ricochet is their number one product guy. Like outside of Alistair Black, who I still think has to win his first title match. But I, I don't know. I think just going into this, like when you talk about like the change of TV tapings and all that kind of stuff of like a fresh start, going into it with Alistair Black, Shayna Baszler, Undisputed Era, and Ricochet, it's pretty good. If that's like your pl- summer plan with yeah. those guys and Shayna Baszler running things i think that's a really uh compelling list of uh champions in my opinion they've done a decent job like rebuilding nxt after it got raided a year or two ago yeah like and if I think you do champa and black for the summer like if you put champa over gargano which is what they should do and then gargano goes to 205 live oh come on i mean yes you're absolutely he's right He's but, going to 205 Live. Like, as a fan of Gargano, the immediate response is like, aww. But then, like, as a guy who knows wrestling, like, yeah, that's... The sadder thing is that when I say to you that, like, it's a shame you think Ricochet is going to win the North American Championship because he's also going to end up on 205 Live. I don't agree with that, actually. I think Ricochet is going to be a superstar. Like, I think by the time Oh, yeah? Ricochet just like Hideo Itami was? Disagree. I think Ricochet is just different. And you just see the way he's presented, like he was the last guy they showed in the match for NXT last week, where he just came out of William Regal's office and like Kathy Kelly just like stared at him, and it was just I think he's gonna have the, I I think he's gonna be treated as a top guy. I don't think it's gonna be the same at all. All right, I I'm also by the time he gets called up, the cruiserweight division might not be a thing anymore. Not even just that. I think Triple H might be in charge of Raw by that point. Yeah, I think Two Hundred Five Live might not make it through the year. I think the cruiserweight division exists. I think two hundred five. I think if the cruiserweight's having a dedicated television show, that shit's gotta end. Well, it's gotta change. Like I don't know why they're still coming on after SmackDown. Yeah, just just roll it into one thing. And it's not a. I don't see how it's a problem. If you're gonna like WrestleMania this week is gonna open up with a cruiserweight title match. Like I think it'll be fun. Like Mustafa Ali. And Cedric Alexander are going to be really good together. And I saw their last match together live, which was like the few days, like I think literally like the day after Enzo got let go. Mm-hmm. And they like did, had to panic on 205 Live and just threw these guys out there for basically the whole show. It was insane. It was easily the best match I saw that entire night that I was there. So like as soon as the tournament started, I was like, I don't know who's going to win, but if it's these two, it's going to be great. And it was certainly these two. So yeah, I think this is the match that like, People are not going to watch pre-shows because they don't have seven hours. 
but go back afterwards and skim through the pre-show to find this match and watch it because I think it will be like the show-stealing match. My show-stealing match that I still think is... I, I don't... Dolph Ziggler in the Andre Battle Memorial Royal. <laughs> Will is completely right about the Dolph Ziggler character being the dumbest character on television, giving up the U.S. title to compete for the Battle Royal. But I still like Ziggler, but yeah, no, this is very stupid. Um, I don't know. Like, I... I think the Usos, Bludgeon Brothers, and Paul is going to like fall over in his chair if he hears this, but I think Usos, New Day, and Bludgeon Brothers, if they get enough time, will be really, really good on this show. Um, and then the other match that I think could steal it is, I think there's going to be a lot of a reaction to Nia Jax and Alexa Bliss. Okay, I, I was going to easily pick like three other matches that could steal the show, and it was none of those. Because so, I was like, you got AJ Knock, you got the triple threat for the IC, you got Charlotte Asuka. We even each picked a women's match in different ones. That's true. All right, well, let's just go through it. So All right. um, this episode, we're going to be talking about WrestleMania. Outside of, we just covered the NXT stuff, the ROH stuff. It's all going to be good. To me, a complicated weekend. But Now it's the big show. This is what you get all year, the biggest show of the year, WrestleMania, where legends are made, showcase the immortals. Kid Rock will play a song live, so you know it's a big deal. Is he performing? He's got it, right? He's there. He's getting into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> if only there was a reason... They could use a live Kid Rock performance, like dang, 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 dang. playing American Badass. Oh God, I've forgotten about that. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? He's coming out to the American Badass theme. Oh, the Undertaker is. Yes. Yeah, he's going to ride his motorcycle down to the ring because oh, he can't no. walk that far anymore because he's eighty-seven years old. Oh no, this actually makes sense. Um, let's talk about that first. We've touched on it a little bit, but Cena, Undertaker, like I said in the podcast last week, they were my pick. I was absolutely dumbfounded that they ended Raw this week with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar because I was convinced that this show was ending with Undertaker coming out and that being the thing because I think you can make the case that the biggest star on WWE television the last four months has been John Cena. Like, the biggest story in the company. The last 400 months, yes. No, the four... Well, I mean, I would say just the last couple months because... John Cena... His quest to WrestleMania. Exactly. has not Royal Rumble was, I have to win this to get a shot at Mania. The Elimination Chamber was, I have to win to get a shot at Mania. I have to beat AJ Styles at Fastlane to get a shot at Mania. The last three pay-per-views, Cena's thing has been, I have to win this match to go to WrestleMania, and he's come up short every single time. So that would... like that would tell me that that is the biggest storyline for WrestleMania this year, is that John Cena is trying to get on the card and has I've been unable to do so. He's been on both <laughs> shows, pay-per-views. Like he is the guy. Like he's trying to find his way and he's challenging the Undertaker. Like so that was my point where I was like I think this ends with John Cena Undertaker on Raw and then that closing WrestleMania. Like I think that's the last match. Now I don't think that's going to happen because John Cena Undertaker is going to be like a thrown together thing. I'm completely dumbfounded that they actually did not confirm this match like i understand that this is a very stacked card and if you just look at the card picture you're like oh my god they did everything they could to get the entire roster on this picture but um i i didn't i don't agree with the strategy of not putting john cena and undertaker on the card and confirming that and having a stare down or something before this pay-per-view but now i don't think it's going to close because i don't think you can really close wrestlemania when it's just not been an advertised match so i, I think they're going to close with roman and brock and it's going to be very stupid yeah i agree roman brock is going to close i don't think there is a john cena undertaker match at wrestlemania 
I'm starting to think that Undertaker has actually wrestled his last match. That, so then they're gonna have a segment then. At the yes, very Undertaker have will have something. a segment. He will do. I think will. I described it on RVR as like the role Stone Cold did for a long time after he hung up his boots, where he'd still come out and talk. He'd still do the Stone Cold Stunner and drink beers, but he'd never wrestle a match ever again. That I think Undertaker has hit that point where we'll see Undertaker appearances. He'll do his spoopy entrance. He'll choke slam or tombstone somebody. But there will never he, after a tombstone, he will do a taunt and he'll walk away, or the lights will fade. It'll never be a tombstone into a three count and a bell ringing ever again. The That's only really way impressive. Taker and if Taker has another match, it will be with John Cena at WrestleMania next year. Uh, it'll be know. the it'll be the career versus career match. I don't think it's. I think though the more likely thing is Cena has a promo going on at Mania and Undertaker interrupts. And they have a little scuffle. And then I don't know what that would lead to, though. If it's just Undertaker lays out Cena and leaves, which is like, what the fuck? Cena would look like a bitch. Yeah, or if my it's, whole thing was like, I thought Cena should win this. He yeah. needs to get the come up. Or Cena days. lays out Taker, and then fans are like, that's all Taker came back to do was get a few throw a few punches and take an AA. That sucks. So that's why I was kind of thinking that like maybe this builds to a match next year, or it could be SummerSlam or whatever. But the idea of like, Ugh. I will fight you. Not tonight. Or if Taker's like, you know, when I lost to Roman, that was me retiring from WrestleMania or whatever. I could from see this stage. Build. I could yeah. see that. Like when he did like his matches with Brock where he's like, Oh yeah, I did the I lost to Mania, but I'll do like a SummerSlam and a Survivor series now. But I don't think they have a match this Sunday. That's so bizarre because they have built the last few months of programming around John Cena getting a WrestleMania match. Yeah, but Taker can't do it. I think they weren't sure if Taker could do it or not, and that's why they didn't want to make it official. Then they should have had something else for Cena. That's ridiculous. No, no. They knew they wanted to do Cena-Taker, but they didn't know, like, is Taker going to be able to work 15 minutes or five minutes or just take one move? So the fans are very aware that Cena and Taker will do something because they've been doing it for three weeks, four weeks, calling him out. But by not announcing a match, they can now deliver very little and still be like, oh, finally, Taker's here. Yay. But also, I don't care about seeing Undertaker anymore because it's 2018. I just care that, like, it's just bizarre that they spent so much time on making this whole story about John Cena finding his WrestleMania match and then him just not having one. That's the payoff. Is like he's just not going to get one. I just don't get it with your biggest star of the last decade, and building your both shows really around like John Cena trying to find his way into the Mania card. Like I just thought, like I was convinced that he was going to go on last with Taker, and he was going to beat Taker, and that's how WrestleMania was going to close was him being Taker. And I think that would have gotten a positive reaction. I don't think that's happening now. And I think it's going to be Roman versus Brock and it's not going to end well. And then you have UFC like spoiling Brock going back to UFC before WrestleMania, which is a great troll move by uh, Dana White. But yeah, I don't Dana White's having a heck of a day, by the way, spoiling WrestleMania and maybe lying about Conor McGregor having an arrest warrant out for him. Conor McGregor is going to be a great WWE superstar in like five years though. Yep. Um, do you have any thoughts on the Battle Royals that will both be on the kickoff show? No, what? <laughs> of course not. Who would possibly care? Can I say that Bailey and Sasha Banks deserve better? Uh, you can, but you'd be wrong. Why? Make the case that Bailey and Sasha should not have gotten their own match on me. Oh, I have to lump them together? 
Because I, yeah. I think Bailey does deserve a match at WrestleMania. Against two. Uh, Alexa Bliss. No. But Sasha Banks is um. How do you? What's how? What do the kids say? Actually bad. I don't know. I think their backstage segment uh two weeks ago where they actually finally had the blow up, and I think that's been a really well booked. Oh, oh, you mean where Sasha had her seventh heel turn this year? She has had a heel turn every single week this year. To Remember at the Elimination Chamber with the whole stomping on her friend's hand and then posing and everyone's like, oh my god, that was the best turn I've ever seen. And then the next night they're like, we're friends. But I mean, they've talked about that where it's like been this back and forth whole thing. Oh my god, like, it's awful. But I think they should have gotten their own WrestleMania match. If, well, you could have repli- if you could have dropped the Battle Royal and just given Sasha and Bailey a, a blow-off match, I think that's what you should have done. Instead, they will both lose in a Battle Royal that'll be won by probably either Carmella or Kyrie Sane. Dana Brooke, that's okay. She's, she's got big talents. I was, I was gonna say, by the way, she's a lot better now. She was in that tag match, and she was. I think she's improved. Yeah, she's on, better. this week on Raw or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, she was totally fine. It was weird. She used to just have the cool. She used to just be like, oh, she does that cool flip during her entrance and has other things going for her, but now she can wrestle too. Yeah, she's actually she's not bad. Um, she might be okay. Uh, and the men's one is a uh, Samoa Joe. Oh, that's probably true. Or no, uh, Bray Wyatt. No, I don't bring Samoa Joe back for this. You keep him off till Raw the next. Dean time. Dean Ambrose is still hurt, right? I think I read something that he might. Something is up with Dean Ambrose. Uh, they may have to like go back for more surgery or something. Why did I see him pop up? Something with Dean Ambrose popped up, and I I don't what it. I, I think they really... like I think they like pushed back his return date. That like things weren't. He like oh he pulled out of access. He had an autograph signing and he pulled out of it. Yeah, which was like the big sign that like why case. can you not even sit down and sign autographs for a day? Yeah, he, something may have gone wrong during his recovery. Yeah, so it may be even longer for Dean Ambrose. Yeah. If Joe is in this, though, I think he should win. Otherwise, probably like Elias. Elias would make sense. Yeah, Elias seems like the best answer there. Because they want to do something with like people like Elias, and he's in this waste of a match. Yeah. Um, I hate these battle royals so much. They're <laughs> not necessary. And also, on one hand, I feel bad for Cedric and Mustafa Ali getting the kickoff show. But also, like, I'm glad that the Usos are going to avoid it this year so they can be on the actual card. But I wish they did these battle royals like WrestleMania style, not everybody starting at once, just because then it would like fill more time on the kickoff show and it would give the fans something to like get excited about with like the 10 second countdowns each time. And then like there is always one or two like NXT guys or a slight return, not like, oh, my God, it's Chris Jericho, but like Samoa Joe or Big Cass or whatever. Or you'd be like, oh, cool. I'll, they'll get a bigger reaction than they would get walking out in a group of 14 other people. Yeah, that's fair. <sighs> Who do you think wins that? Ali or Alexander? Uh, I think Alexander. I like See, Ali better. I think better, Ali wins. But... I think Alexander turns. Okay. Like, Ali's been cutting great promos going into this. They have been fantastic. And... But... I think the better story is Ali winning and Cedric who has come up short. Like he's gotten so close multiple times that if he fell short one more time, I think it makes sense for him to snap and attack Ali and everything on two five live the Tuesday after. That'd be pretty good. I mean, nobody would see it because it would be on two five live, but like, Hey, I watch two five live now because it's actually good. Well, now that's over because the tournament's over. (laughs) 
No, it's been does, fine. Like, does two hundred five live get a call up after me this year? Hold on, did you watch last week two hundred five live with Buddy Murphy? Yes. Yes, he's fantastic. fantastic. That Fatal Four with him, um, Akira Tozawa. Who else was in that? Callisto. Callisto, and who else? What was the last? I'm going to say Hideo Itami. Oh, it's TJP. That's it. Yeah, fantastic. I um, yeah, they're great. I I really think. 205 Live is fine. And Buddy Murphy might be a low-key star. He Some of the stuff he's able to do with his like size... Like pull Alexa Bliss for a while. Of, it reminds me of Drew Galloway, where it's like Drew Galloway can pull off some things like with his frame that he should not be able to do. But Buddy Murphy like looks way better than Drew Galloway. Drew Galloway is an athletic monster. He is able to do stuff that his frame yeah, should not but, allow him to do. But Drew Galloway looks like a less buff Michael Phelps and hairier. Drew Galloway he's like awesome. tall... I'm not re- not critiquing his wrestling ability, just his look. He's like his seven foot eleven and Scottish and skinny and awesome. He's not skinny. He Drew looks. Galloway does not look skinny. He looks like the kicker from the movie The Replacements. That's not true at all. <laughs> that is slander, if, sir. He's no. just not impressive looking. I don't agree. He needs to be. If he was, this is like the weirdest thing to say for a wrestler because it's always the opposite. If he was six inches shorter, he would look more intimidating. I don't agree at all. I think that's part of his appeal is how tall he is. He just towers over everybody. And he's putting on more weight and muscle. Like he, but like, he looks like a legitimate heavyweight now. But look at like Braun. Okay. You that's what a tall guy Braun. is. No, that's not fair. Look at, Braun. He, okay. Drew Galloway looks like a slightly less impressive big Cass. Um, the hair does not help either. Big Cass actually doesn't look impressive to me. No, I, I also agree with that statement. Drew Galloway does. You just have a man crush on Drew Galloway. No. Because the accent. It's not it. It's because Drew Galloway is really good at his job. And is like he is What's way his too job? Athletic. Being fucking tall? No. Riding Why his did... horse pokey because he's basically Gumby? No. No. I, I, Drew Galloway is awesome. And he's improved so much. No. Drew Galloway is good. Drew Galloway is the worst member of Three Man Bam today. That is not true hot, at all. Hot take coming through. <laughs> best member, Heath Slater. Worst member, Drew Galloway. I think Heath Slater is the best seller of the group. Like, yeah, he's got to sell all that merch to feed his kids. Like, the difference between him taking the, uh, what is Lias' finisher called? The guitar shot to the head. No. What is the driver thing? He has some. Like, uh, what is it called? I don't know. The overdrive, whatever they call it for him, though. Yeah, they call it whatever. But guitar it tuner. So, it looks so much more devastating to Slater than it did to Rhino. You know, Slater has wrestled Brock Lesnar one on one during Lesnar's current run. Slater is well, valuable, man. He's I just great. want to point that out. That like the last couple one on one matches that guys had are like Braun Strowman, Samoa Joe, Roman Reigns, Heath Slater. Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. Like, Heath Slater's a top guy. He is, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> what else is on this card? With, who are the actual top guy? <laughs> Daniel Bryan, shame. I think Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn should win. I think they should lose just so they go to Raw. Like, nobody, nobody it... pins Bryan, that's for sure. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Shane should take the pin here. I think... I think Brian and Shane should win just to get rid of Owens and Zayn and so like have that be a little mix up. Yeah, they both go to Raw and then 
SmackDown. SmackDown for them. Well, SmackDown's already going to get Asuka from Raw. Okay. I mean, are we sure? We're going to make predictions later on, but yeah. say Asuka wins her match, part of the deal for that is if she wins, she moves to SmackDown. Yeah. So that's a good trade for one of them right away. That's a, Owens and Asuka is a fair trade. And then you end up with one other random heckin' jabroni. Big Cass or something. Oh, God. No, it's got to be like Balor or Rollins. You get one of the two. Ooh. Whoever Ooh. loses the... My goodness, I hope it's Balor. But then maybe so, that's the thing. is like you Balor, get Balor, AJ, and, the... and Nakamura on the same show? Yeah. Ooh, that'll be good. But I still think I, part of me really just wants Rollins on SmackDown. Yeah, because he's never been on. I mean, neither of them, because it's been a short draft. But right now, all three Shield members are on Raw, so I think they're going to keep it that way because their big reunion they built up to forever only lasted like a week due to sickness and then injury. So I think whenever when Dean Ambrose is healthy again, they're going to want to revisit a Shield reunion against whoever it may be. They'll force a group together, and whenever you see in the next couple months, when you see WWE all of a sudden pushing three heels as a legitimate group again all of a sudden that's your warning sign that you're 30 days away from dean ambrose returning you really think they're gonna go back towards that yeah i think they want to have a with roman reigns the universal title holder yep it'll be whoever he's feuding against do balor club no whoever he's feuding against for the world title will have two people two lackeys Fucking Miz and the Miz Taraj. I was going to say the Miz. The Miz and the Miz Taraj is the one actual Shield reunion match we got, right? Yeah. Because there was supposed to be whatever the other one on pay-per-view was that was like an actual match. But then Roman pulled out and they got Kurt. So I think that was like the three on five with like Braun and Kane and everybody. Yes. So yeah, I think you you do like Finn and the club or something. Or you build up, you know, Cesaro and Sheamus and the third person they've gotten since then. Wade Barrett. Oh, Alberto Del Rio. Uh, I guess Brian wins. Yeah, Brian, the fans. Oh my God, you can't. Does he stay in SmackDown uh, after that? Is he just like a guy? He's, in the he's got to lose the GM spot, though. Yeah. So who's the new GM? I've thought of Paige as the right answer. It there, could but... be just Shane. Also, it was so silly when he cut his whole promo about like being cleared to wrestle and like I don't know when my next match is going to be, and all the fans were like chanting WrestleMania, pointing at the sign, and it's just I like I know who it's going to be. And it's just I like you book this. the matches. How do you not know when your next matches? All right, who's it's gonna, gonna be? be Jeff Jarrett? Did you oh, see that I hate that WWE tweet with Jeff Jarrett like backstage of SmackDown this past week? Nope, 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 nope. It's not Jeff, Jeff Jarrett. Was shaking hands. He was giving hugs to AJ. I'd rather be Road Kid Dog. Rock. Everybody, Jeff Jarrett is gonna be the next GM of SmackDown. Kid Rock. <laughs> he might be the next so, theme song. Somebody who would actually be a great GM, but they shouldn't do it because he's even better at what he does now. Is um, Corey Graves. Corey Graves should just not be on both shows. Like they should be calling up Nigel McGinnis to do SmackDown full time. Oh, like he shouldn't be on SmackDown, you mean? Yeah, no. He I thought you meant like both. he shouldn't be on any no, commentary. I'm like Corey Graves is amazing. Yeah, he should just not be doing both shows. But I actually okay. would keep Corey Graves on SmackDown because I think him and Byron are good together. Yeah. So then I would keep him there with Tom Phillips because I think that's a really good trio. The problem but is the, Raw needs Coach replaced more than they need him. Yeah. Replaced. Oh, make Coach the GM. Get him Actually, off you know the what they need? They need the entire commentary group reshuffled because Michael Cole is not good, but that's part of just Vince being in his ear. Michael so Cole is just bland. Yeah. My, like, Michael Cole is not bad, but he's not good. He's just yeah. it's vanilla. It's just Vince. Like It's just Vince in a microphone. So it's just not good. Uh, Raw needs to get changed. I guess I would move Nigel. Maybe Big Show? Big Show was good when he was on Big Show would be good, yeah. Mick Foley. Um, 
No, definitely not. Um, do you think Braun has a partner in the tag team title match? He's got to. That was part of the stip. No, he shouldn't have one. Oh, I agree. He should not have one, but he will have one. Why are they overthinking this? The idea of Braun Strowman walking around Raw for a segment every week of him holding both tag team titles. It was also silly because Kurt was like, you can't have one person be tag team champions. And it's like, Kurt, you were the TNA tag team champions. (laughs) When those belts were created, four of the first six champions were individual people. The heck are you talking about? It's it's bizarre. I, I don't understand why they're overthinking this. Like the point of professional wrestling is to entertain, and that is a way to make it entertaining every week for a couple months of Braun Strowman having to defend both titles. Yeah, two by on one. That was his whole thing when he was having like those three on one matches, and he's like, "I want better competition." Yeah. So the it's idea of like I wrestle two people. If he beats them by like, I don't think that's a burial. So who is the partner though? Knowing that he'll it's have Rey Mysterio. One. Because Rey Mysterio and Big Show are the two getting thrown around. Everyone wants it to be like a little Show. guy or a big guy. It's I don't think it's Big Cass because I don't think that's going to get a positive reaction. I think they know that. So there is an alternative little guy it could be, which is an idea I'm thinking, if they can make it happen. Neville. <sighs> Neville. I don't think we're ever going to see Neville back in a Dota ring. I don't think so. It'd He's, be cool to see Neville. Neville and Braun would be an awesome group too. It would. I just don't think that's it. Just picturing like Neville, like Braun just like big slamming someone to the ground and then Neville like back twist flipping over Braun's head to the guy on the mat. Samoa Joe wouldn't surprise me. Braun and Joe would be a phenomenal tag team. Like that would not surprise me if that's where they use Joe. I, I I just want Joe to be on the show somewhere. And then you could actually build it up where like Joe and Braun actually hate each other and they're having to just carry these tag team titles because they're both just these two dominant dudes that are just unbeatable together that i could see that that's not bad um ultimately though i think braun wins whoever yeah braun and unknown is still gonna win yeah braun and unknown is winning um next up the usos versus the new day versus the bludgeon brothers i think the usos should win i don't know if they are though I um, think New Day's winning. So it's either the Usos or the Black Yeah, Brothers. New Day's not winning. I want the Usos to win. I think they deserve to win after like their whole story of never being on Mania. But the way the Bludgeon Brothers have been built, I think they're the ones who are going to win. So that's the so both Which, and, are and also changing. I don't both think tag team titles are changing on this yeah, show. I also don't think it's an awful way to go with the Bludgeon Brothers because the SmackDown tag titles have revolved around either the Usos or the New Day for the last seven and a half years, I think. Yeah. So to like mix it up a little bit wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Especially if you put the titles on them and then you had Authors of Pain like called to SmackDown like right after. Yeah. Like giant match right away. Exactly. I could see that. Or uh, the Fashion Police beat them. Perfect. That's after the whole year of Fashion Files. That's what it leads to. (sighs) SmackDown. They were just on it randomly. And like Tyler Breeze just got beat in like 15 seconds by this, Dolph Ziggler. This tag match should be good though. Um, like Uso's New Day together is always phenomenal. And yeah. Harper Rowan, at least the first half of that group, very good. I would agree. And I think as long as that style difference, like there's always thing with style differences where it can mesh well or it can clash and be garbage. So if this meshes well, it'll be phenomenal. I would agree. I love the Usos. And let me just say, the Usos are consistently one of the best parts of SmackDown, and they deserve a lot of credit for the year that they've had. 
and I love the New Day. And can I can we quickly debate this because I think this might be a hot take. I didn't think it would be, but I think it is. Kofi's clearly the best main event guy of that group, right? Yeah. Okay. Why do people like suddenly think that Biggie is now the biggest star of that group? I mean, I love Biggie, but I think he's still a mid card like talent. Kofi's time is also sort of it's winding down no yeah. i think it's winding down like i think if you're gonna put it on somebody like i still would trust kofi more than any of the three and i think he would look less out of place in a world title feud with aj styles and any of the three but i i've also been here for kofi for like a decade now and i want him to see get his own run and i i just really want to see somebody from the new day ultimately get a world title run sooner and than... i also don't want to see them split to make that happen yeah, exactly i want it to be like hey, you know, we came up short in the tag team division. And then one of them to be like, why is that the only belt we ever go after, guys? And then, yeah, like, have the realization that, like, why don't I go after this belt and you go after that belt? And then Xavier's like, what about me? You mean Xavier? Yep. Xavier Woods. <laughs> Do not rejuvenate this conversation. It is Xavier, not Xavier. You are uh-huh. incorrect. <laughs> but to have, like, Big E go for the mid-card title and Kofi go for the main title... And maybe like I would probably have Kofi actually come up short, but at least be working with those guys, and then probably have Biggie actually win and be the U.S. champion. I'm okay with that, but like I, I, I don't think you do like oh they have all the belts like Evolution, but like if people are complaining like oh you can't put Kofi on, they spend an entire summer with gender. So like the idea that they can't spend an entire summer this year with Kofi going for the world title is uh kind of silly yeah. to me you like, can do, can, you can do can two do pay-per-views you can do a yeah. a multi-match one and then you can do a one-on-one one yeah one not one one that's a horrible sentence but it's grammatically correct and if anyone's like well russo should be there or bobby Roode, it's like get out of here um you do i would I do they, they haven't done one in a long time i do a championship scramble match the thing where they start the clock and whoever has oh, yeah, the yeah, last yeah. pin at the end is champion mm-hmm. and i would have have all those guys in it and all that and have Does Kofi Brian Kendrick return for this? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Okay. Have Kofi be the guy who like in the final minute is like, yo, like the clock's winding down and Kofi's going to be champion when this match ends, and then someone gets the like final few second pin or whatever to actually like, oh, AJ retained the title after all. But then like it gives Kofi and AJ that little moment afterwards of like, I was this close. I almost yeah. had you. And then they get their one on one match and then Kofi moves back down or whatever. But he got he got his multi-match title match, and then he got his one-on-one on some not a main-tier pay-per-view, but a pay-per-view. And he can say, like, I had a world title match with AJ Styles on pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, what would you rather watch? A 20-minute Kofi and AJ match or a 20-minute Kofi and Biggie? match? I mean, a uh, Biggie and AJ match. I mean, I'd love to see Biggie back ever since he got shot. Okay. I don't want to see AJ and Biggie, though. Right? I want to see Biggie and Rusev. That would be a much better, like, that would be a really fun summer feud. Biggie versus Rusev over the U.S. title. The style they have in the main division right now is a very technical and agility-based style. And it benefits Kofi. Yeah. Whereas the mid-card is a lot more strength-based with, and, like, slow strength, like Orton and Rude and Rusev, where Biggie would fit in there. Yeah. And you could, like, even, because guess what? 205 Live's recording at the end of SmackDown's put Xavier Woods in the... Oh, my God, yes. Have him be the cruiserweight guy. <laughs> there you go. I think we've solved all of these problems. This is why we're on the podcast, Eric, is to solve WWE's problems. Uh, speaking of these guys, the United States Fatal 4-Way match, 
I don't really know who's going to win this. I would, I mean, the logical answer for me is Rusev, but I don't know if they're going to oh, do that. Rusev, I think, is the the dark horse pick, actually. Is he really? Just because of the way they, like, shoehorned him into this match. I think it's going to be Orton keeps it. Maybe Rude. Hmm. I don't I th- think you can put it back on Rude at this point. Yeah, I would keep it on Orton for a while. I th- I only, like, I think Rusev should be the good pick to win, other than Orton. But yeah. just the way that, like, they seemed like they didn't have anything for him at Mania. It was going to be in the Battle Royal. But then because of fan support, they were like, all right, let's get you on the main show and make this triple threat a fatal four-way. It just seems like their plans for him don't involve this title. I feel like it should, though. That's fair. But for them to have just pull that audible, I don't think they're going to pull it all the way and give him the belt from Orton. Okay. So who do you have winning? But you could, I, I could see Rusev winning the belt next month. Yeah, I'd have Orton retain. Okay. I have Rusev. I think you have to pull the trigger now. I think that the Rusev day is over. People I've also said that uh, four years ago. <laughs> That's true. But uh, I hope they do it, and I think he makes the most sense to me. So I'm going to say Rusev. But Orton would be my number two. It would be fitting, too, because WrestleMania does fall on Rusev Day this year. It does. It does. That is correct. Um, next up, another tough one. Like That's my favorite thing about this WrestleMania card is there's a lot of question marks for me where it's like so many matches I'm not sure. Like Once you're at the top of the card, it's a lot more obvious. But these lower matches, like it's it could go a bunch of different ways. Like Rollins, Balor, Miz could go a lot of different ways. I think Miz ultimately retains here. That's why I didn't have Orton because I don't think both of them retain the titles. So... Miz makes too much sense for me, and I think he earns it. Like he should do it. Miz should win here. He definitely deserves it. That's also my pick. I okay. I definitely don't think Rollins because I think they want him to be a top guy again pretty quick. Yeah. Whereas Finn, I think they could see him being an IC champion for a while, but I think right now Miz, I would keep it on him. He's hot. He's great. He's got his show coming pretty soon. He's got his new kid. Unless he wants to take time off for the kid, I didn't think about that. If he That's wants true. a break, then put it on Is Finn. Is that rumored? I haven't seen anything about I don't, that. I've, I haven't heard anything. But I just know that he just had his kid last week. Yeah. So I could see him like taking 30 days if they'll let him after Mania. Hmm. That's an interesting lair. Um, kind of like Brian did when he won the title and was like, I'm going to go have my honeymoon now. And they're like, that's cool. Just come back for your Kane match. <laughs> don't worry, Brian. It's going to be a long reign that's really going to define your career. It's okay if you miss 30 days. It's not like yeah. you're gonna have one match and then die, and then come back, and then come back uh, and then have three matches, basically. Um, next up, I think this actually is my dark horse for going last. It, I still think it's Reigns, Reigns Lesnar, but Angle and Rousey versus McMahon and Triple H. By the way, awful opening segment. I don't know if yeah. other people have talked about this, but like Stephanie, that <laughs> choke slam was terrible. I have talked about the Ronda Rousey stuff at nauseum at this point where I don't think she's a good baby face. I don't think this works well. There's something about her that's not likable. And I liked Rousey in UFC. I think that she was a great competitor. She was a superstar, everything. They missed the boat. It was four years ago. It was with The Rock. That was when this stuff was hot. Yeah. I, I don't think this is going to go well. I don't think this works. Um, Kurt Angle has done an absolutely terrible job <laughs> speaking for her. Like, this is going to be a very heatless. Kurt Angle is match. awful these days. I have talked about, oh my God, Kurt Angle. Like I posted in the neighborhood of just like, it's amazing. Cause I had to go back through. I was like, I don't remember Kurt Angle just sounding like this, acting like this yeah. 10 years ago. And it's just a totally different person. And Kurt Angle 
like he was awesome. He's terrible now. And like, it's a combination of the lines that he's being given, but at the same time, like his delivery and everything else, it's just it's atrocious. Yeah. I was on a different podcast this week called RBR Wrestling, available at rbrwrestling.com or twitter.com slash RBR Wrestling. And you have a picture and, on there now, right? Oh yeah, just I wasn't gonna plug that much stuff. But we were discussing our favorite inanimate objects in wrestling, like Moppy and things like that, and the briefcase like the list of Jericho. And I threw out Raw GM Kurt Angle as like the best inanimate object I've seen, where every promo he cuts, he's basically a cardboard cutout of Kurt Angle staring at a phone with big he basically does the eyes that Steve Harvey does on Family Feud when like they they like bait you into saying something inappropriate <laughs> when they're like What's something a, a teenage boy wouldn't want his mom to walk in on him doing in the bedroom? And they're like, jerking off? <gasps> Why? You can't say that on TV. Like that fucking stupid face he makes. Kurt Angle is just that all the time and has ruined this match. I, the reason I don't think it would go on last, though, is the reason Rousey is there is not to be a good wrestler. And she's not going to be for a while. It's not looking good. Unless there's like That's, so much that has changed in yeah. the last couple of months, I don't think it's going to go well. And she's a phenomenal athlete, obviously. So she could get there. Like She's only been training a little while. I'm not saying she doesn't have the skill. She has not put the time in yet. But the reason Rousey is on the show is because she's Ronda Rousey. Because whatever she does is going to get replayed on SportsCenter on Monday. Yes. And a clip on the Today Show and a clip on other... It'll be shared on Twitter and Facebook. And the person sharing it on Twitter that didn't watch WrestleMania... They don't care when this match was on. They didn't watch the show. Yeah. And people are not really tuning into this show to see Ronda Rousey. People are thinking that. No, people are tuning into WWE's YouTube channel and Twitter and talking about WWE because of Ronda Rousey. But nobody's going to buy the network to watch this match. But it's not. So this is something that superhero movies struggle with. And this is something that WWE struggles with as well, is that these feuds can sometimes come off as hollow. Because they don't feel genuine, they feel scripted and just like it, you you don't believe the characters and what they're saying. It's just this very black and white situation that you're just like, this is not how normal people talk. This is not how people <laughs> communicate with one another. This doesn't seem real. That is my biggest issue with this feud is that you're selling the idea that Triple H and Ronda Rousey do not like each other. We know from social media and everything else that the fans that keep up with the product all year long knows that Triple H wanted Ronda Rousey in this company. We know that Stephanie McMahon loves having Ronda Rousey on SportsCenter every week. We know that the company is thrilled to have her. That's a huge problem with this view when you're selling it as like she is like this rowdy Ronda Rousey that doesn't is an anti-authority figure and doesn't want to fall in line to Stephanie and Triple H and blah, blah, blah. The only thing that feels genuine is when Triple H, like this past week, just like laid into Kurt Angle and his intelligence and everything else where I was like, if they had done a separate feud of just Triple H versus Kurt Angle, I actually think they could have done something with that because Kurt Angle has done a good job, kind of like what you're saying, where it's just like he has that dumb look on his face where it, you feel bad for him and he would get a lot of sympathy. And they also yeah. like built to that for eight yeah, months. Yeah, exactly. Like I think the what they should have done is just done Kurt Angle versus uh, Triple H for control of Raw. Like it, that would have made more sense to me. And I think that would have been a better reaction to everything else. But Stephanie and Ronda is just not going to work. It's Ronda seems shoehorned into this already existing feud. I would have just put Ronda against Nia Jax or someone. I would have put her in NXT, honestly. 
oh, they wouldn't do that though. If but like Shayna Baszler, if Paige has, wasn't hurt, that would have been a good one. Um, I don't know. I think I like look at how impressive it's been when they've had they showed like remember when Paul made the fake CM Punk like in the crowd? Show? Oh yes, that was my favorite. That's the whole reason Twitter <laughs> existed. It was great, but I think if you had done that with Rousey her first reaction would have been insane, right? Like if they had introduced Rousey through NXT and they introduced her through the uh, May young tournament. There you go. Whatever. But like, this is the worst way they could have done it because I just, she's not ready for it and she's not a good talker. And it looked, she like, we talked about Kurt angle being a bad talker. Rousey's been atrocious too. And I want to like Rousey. I really do, but it's, it's not working. Yeah. So this match is going to suck. It is. Um, and Rousey's going to win. And Rousey's going to win. Obviously. Yes. Um, the women's championship match on Raw. I'm very interested in this because I could see this being a quick squash. Do you think this is going to be a quick match? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. How much time do you think this gets? I think it's like a five-minute match. That's probably... I mean, the show is... There's a lot of matches it's on the show. I was going to say, there's a lot, and this will be yeah, I feel like it'll be in that like five to eight range, probably. Where Alexa Bliss runs around, Mickey James tries to help her out. By the way, shout out to Oh, Mickey I didn't James. even think about Mickey James being there. Yeah. She is. Um, Mickey James is fantastic as a heel. She does not get enough credit for how natural of a heel she is and how great. It's kind of like Sami Zayn to me where the over-the-top bouncing around stuff and just the smiling and everything else just worked so well as a heel. Her and Alexa have been great. And I'm really excited that she's back there, and I think it's going to work. And Nia Jax, outside of the screaming and the crying, uh, I think this is going to be good, and I think it's a good idea to put her over here. But they also messed up, because remember that Raw that ended with Nia Jax, Samoa dropping Alexa Bliss in, like, August? And that being the and they just went nowhere with it. Just went nowhere. Like that's what I'm saying. Like this company, just no foresight. Like that was something that happened in August. They did not. This whole feud did not touch on the fact that one of the biggest moments of Raw of 2017 was Alexa getting turned on after uh, Nijax dropped her when she was celebrating winning the title. I think after beating Sasha Banks. Yeah, I think that was right. This amazing. Yeah, I can't believe this is where they went with Alexa for WrestleMania. She's been like the biggest woman they've had for two years now. And it's like this on again, off again feud that shouldn't even be happening or should have already happened. Well, have ha- I was going to say it should have already happened. It should have wrapped up. Yeah. And then and then you could have just had Rousey just come in and destroy Alexa. That would have been fine, too. Um, and that would have been a squash. Uh, that would have been 45 seconds. Yeah, um, the that's gonna, that's always a weird thing with like MMA people when they come over because having watched Rousey fight, win or lose, I feel like her matches should be all two minutes. But you watch Sonya Deville; she's good. I think she's gonna be really good in a couple of years. Like she's already a lot better than I thought she'd be at this point. I think her and Mandy Rose. Like I mentioned this in the podcast last week. I hope that after WrestleMania, Absolution and Riot Squad just don't exist, and there's no mention of it after the the show <laughs> and that they all are just like have their own themes and are on their own and like, stop out the pages music yeah like they just all are like they mix and match like mandy rose goes to smackdown sandy Bills stays on raw and like that kind of thing and just no mention of their stables after wrestlemania because i think a lot of them are all talented it just doesn't work and it's just a 
Absolute dumpster fire. Also, Wrestle Twitter discussing Sonya Deville is the least woke thing that happens in wrestling. I don't even want to know what that means because I avoid most of that kind of stuff. But don't we'll talk about that after. I I, I don't even want to know. But Sonya Deville is awesome. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, and she has like a good gimmick, which a lot of women don't have. The gimmick. I mean, it's weird now because Rousey's there, but like she's got the, the gimmick of on the MMA shoot fighter. What does Ronda Rousey do better in WWE than Sonya Deville? points at wrestlemania signs there you go but like what... every other woman like bailey sasha alexa like they have a nickname but like that's it whatever like there's no real difference between bailey and alexa and mickey james and all these people other than like nia Jax, who's huge whereas like sonya deville comes out and you're like oh yeah she's like the mma girl yeah but now you're like R- ronda rousey's the mma girl well, even though she's dressed like Shayna baszler and nxt Yep. Who, also has a UFC background. But she's incredible. Like her stuff feels genuine and it just is more likable too because she started from NXT and then just goes straight to the main roster and feed with the biggest uh go straight into a match with Triple H at WrestleMania. <laughs> right? Like I just <sighs> Triple H who headlined WrestleMania two years ago for the world title against Roman Reigns is now facing you in your debut match. I don't think that's likable. Like, when's the last time someone debuted at WrestleMania? Fandango? Was that his first match against Jericho? Yeah, because he kept pulling out of other matches because they weren't pronouncing his name right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. But like, nobody debuts at WrestleMania. That's it's WrestleMania. Yeah. Hmm. You wouldn't be like, oh, we you Marvel isn't like we can't wait to talk about who we signed on as our new Iron Man. It's this person who's never done acting before, not even in like a high school play. I hope he's great. <laughs> I mean, they're betting a lot on Ronda Rousey being able to pull this off. I mean, apparently one of the reasons she missed Raw a few weeks ago was to like train for this match because not things great. were not going the way they hoped. So I hope they've realized like she cannot call a match. She cannot go out there and be told, hey, you got eight minutes, go work a match. So hopefully what she can do is choreograph a match of her spots and that's it. Is it too late to replace her with Nikki Bella? It is, unfortunately. But having also seen her thing with Dana Brooke, which was obviously heavily choreographed, it was this awkward thing of like, you did the move well, but you just seemed so like going through the motions of what I practiced. It's hollow. That yeah. is the thing is it's all hollow. She like it, it was like she is in a ring right head. now going, okay, it's it's left punch, right uppercut, yeah. go for the left leg, and then pull back, and then look angry at him. Like every single spot is gonna be planned. She's been practicing the same six minutes for the last three months. <sighs> so the problem isn't I think she will be fine in this match. The problem is when does she work another match? Because right now, even if she has a good match at WrestleMania, I don't think she knows how to have a wrestling match because this won't be a wrestling match. This will be a like choreographed match, which is not what a wrestling match is. Wrestling is not choreographed in advance, except for maybe the finish. Can we make it Brock Lesnar and Ronda are a package deal to UFC? We get rid of both of them? Yeah. And who does UFC send to WWE? Nobody. Connor? Oh, actually, I was going to say Connor or John Jones. Although... <laughs> If I was WWE, Connor's a big risk. Connor would be absolutely incredible. I don't if, care. Like, if, I am... if Connor plays ball, Connor is going to be great. If Connor is how Connor was this weekend, 
for the company you are that is publicly traded the way you are that works with the partners you do where you had to fire a guy like Daniel Bryan because of his behavior, Connor could be a problem. I think the money he would make just from like one SummerSlam appearance alone, I, I don't know. Like I just think the one thing that Connor has that Ronda did not coming in is Ronda is not a personality. She has no personality at all. Yeah. And Connor has the personality. Like he, have, he uh, comes in where he can cut a promo and you're like, oh yeah, that dude's a superstar. He can say whatever and people are going to be tuning in to listen to whatever he's, even if what he's saying is complete nonsense and very ridiculous. You're going to have to get that, uh, instead of that 10 second delay, you get like a six minute delay. Yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure if I open up his last tweet, it has the C word in it. It's not great. Um, and I don't mean crap. I'm okay saying crap. It's not good. No. But he has a gigantic fan base and he people could. are going to flip over to listen to what Conor McGregor is saying to Roman Reigns or whoever. He could wrestle the big show at WrestleMania. Oh my god. Like Floyd did. Who would be Conor's number one like dream opponent for you? In WWE? Yeah. Brock? No, no Brock. It has to be someone no, who's going to be there six months from now. Because that's the match UFC could never do because of weight classes. But wrestling doesn't give a fuck. That's true. They could put two of UFC. They could, when I say two of, they could put UFC's two biggest stars of all time in a match together. They could do a thing UFC, for legal reasons, could never do. I mean, the answer is John Cena versus Connor this summer at SummerSlam. Or Undertaker versus Connor. Yeah, Bray, Sister Abigail versus Connor. Oh, just put him straight out there with the most ridiculous. It's the fashion police. Oh my God, the fashion police and Connor as a faction would actually be amazing. <laughs> the way Connor dresses and acts, he'd fit right in with them. Except then he'd start calling them like gay and not in that way with worse terms. And you'd be like, this was a mistake. We need to not do this segment ever again. It's so difficult with him though, because I don't know how much of it is genuine. Uh, I, he seems like an asshole. I think it is very much fake, but also I, was say, I don't he is know how asshole. much he's just playing up. Just it's... and I, I think like he learned a lot of that by watching like a guy like Floyd, yes. who was always like, "Hey, I'm Floyd Mayweather. I want to be the best boxer and all." And then all of a sudden, when Floyd like branched out of Showtime to make Mayweather promotions and be on his own and like do the De La Hoya stuff, that was literally when like the money Mayweather gimmick came into being. And when he went to WWE and got to have microphone time as a boxer which wasn't a thing that you had in front of an audience that would get replay on sports center and to talk about i'm the best in the world i could beat anybody like he created a persona which wasn't a thing in sports like that and combat sports and i think connor saw that and was like that's the way to make money is to have people hate you because they'll yep. people will either think you're cool and you're flexing on your John haters Jones. i like this guy or There's i want to see you get your ass because of how many times he failed just drug test they were just like what is wrong with this guy he's awesome if he would just stay i mean he would like he'd be the guy in ufc like that was like part of the appeal is just or like rousey's big return there were half the people there who were like rousey's gonna get back on her throne i can't wait to see it and the other half were like you know she's already been exposed and this is gonna be the final nail in her coffin but either way those people were buying pay-per-view buys doesn't matter if they want to see you win or lose as long as they want to see you fight yep and i think connor still has that recognition for at yep. least a year like as much as he's a horrible person i still want to see whatever his next fight is and i think he would try like just seeing what he did with the boxing stuff like i think he would go above and beyond to be my god i would love if like 10 years from now daniel bryan or 
Conor McGregor is getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. I was say, and it's not, not wrestling 10 years from <laughs> no. now. And it's not like in a celebrity way, but it's in the way where fans view him the way they view Daniel Bryan, where they're like, you know, he might have been the best ever. Just the way he was in the ring, he was just the best. That'd be crazy. I'd be so happy. I mean, Connor's like, is he, where does he fit in today's athletes? Is he like the, he's definitely a top five most notable name in the world, right? Oh, not even remotely close because he's a UFC guy. I don't think so. I think it's him, Floyd, Tiger, LeBron. You haven't named a soccer player yet. I don't think they're out. You also named Floyd. I mean, Ronaldo is probably. Messi, Ronaldo, and Neymar, and probably even Ibrahimovic. Neymar is not a big name. That is not a thing. Neymar Jr.? If you ask the majority of Americans who Neymar was. Are we talking in the world or in America? Who's the bigger star? If you ask most of the world, more people are going to know Neymar than Floyd Mayweather or Conor McGregor. More people are going to know Zlatan than Conor McGregor. Hmm. Well, what about USA? Let's just stick to USA then. Okay. He's easily the biggest UFC guy. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes... I think he's a bigger draw than Brock Lesnar at this point. Um... Possible. I think he is. Yeah, it could be. They're definitely the top two. And then historically, both what they have done in the past, they are the top two. Um, so as far as other sports, though, like LeBron's bigger. Inside basketball, like Kobe's retired. And we're not talking like Michael Jordan and Kobe and them, like active athletes, right? Yeah, just active athletes. LeBron's bigger. I think Steph's bigger. Steph who? Curry. Oh, no. He's not bigger than Conor right. McGregor. Those are the no. two basketballs I would have gone with. Tiger is definitely bigger. Um, Serena Williams, I think, is bigger. She's up there, yeah. Uh, I don't... like. I was thinking like the biggest baseball guys now are like Trout and Harper. There's I don't think no they are bigger. Base, uh, baseball has a star like, problem, so no. If you add, like, Bryce Harper. Like, yeah, like five years ago, Jeter and A-Rod, definitely both bigger. But right now, nobody. Football, Trout Tom Brady's right bigger. Nope. I would not say Tom Brady is bigger in this country what? than Conor McGregor. No. C- Colin Kaepernick. Definitely not. Do more people know Colin Kaepernick or know Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor. Did you see the buys for Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather? Did you see the president talk about Conor McGregor? No. He talks about Colin Kaepernick. That's true. Hey, you know who's actually uh, more famous than Conor McGregor? John Cena. Definitely not. That's actually like his Q score is higher. He actually is like one of the best athletes in the world. I don't know. If you count him as an athlete. Although that's like a marketing thing. So it's a combination of like how well known are you and also like how much would people want your uh, to be attached to their brand? Which is a thing that like in Connor's case is like not a fucking chance. Mayweather McGregor did 6.7 million buys. Yeah. What did 205 Live do this week? <laughs> It did whatever. How many subscribers are there at the WWE Network? I'm just to assume all of them watched the Cruiserweight shows. I don't know. I think, I mean, either way, McGregor's in that top five, and he He's would move the needle big 10. time in WWE. Like, he is a much bigger star, I think, at this point than Ronda Rousey, was my broader point. So He'll getting move. him would be a much bigger deal than getting Rousey. If I was going to get him, though, I'd get him for, like, one or two matches. I wouldn't sign him to, like, a real contract. Because I don't think he moves the needle every week on Raw for term? three. Oh, yeah, maybe if you could do that. But like, I don't, I don't think he or even Rousey or whoever moves the needle every week if they appear every week for 52 weeks a year. I think if Conor McGregor works a SummerSlam match and works a WrestleMania match, those two things get big attention. And then you're done with him. It's like what they thought Lesnar was, but like Lesnar was around a little too much and they made him champ. Don't do that with Conor. Don't put a belt on him. 
have him carry his UFC belts if you're allowed to? I would just give him matches with Cena, um, Roman, and... Epico? Oh, yeah, Epico, for sure. Um, no, the last one would probably be... CM Punk. Forgetting. Daniel Bryan. No, who's the one I'm forgetting? Why am I blanking on this guy? Oh, my God. There was another obvious name that I cannot... Shinsuke Nakamura. No. Randy Orton. No. Crazy Styles. Okay. Orton would actually be kind of fun. Brock Lesnar. No. Finn Balor. No. In Demon Pain. And Connor goes, what the fuck are you doing? Um, Braun. No. Oh my god, I cannot believe I'm blanking on this. Smoa Joe. No, I, I, I don't know who it is. I can't remember now. I just blanked that. It was one of my obvious names. But I mean, AJ, I think, would make sense too. Well, hey, it's... I'm a WWE booker, and if I had Conor McGregor for three matches, here's what I would put him up against. Tell me if this is believable to you. Mm-hmm. Triple H. No. Um. Who else would I put? I wouldn't put him up against Cena. Uh, I don't know if I'd even put him up against Roman. You have to do Roman if you're bringing in. No, no, I don't want anybody to boo Roman. Mm. <laughs> or Cena. Uh, Triple H. Uh, Shane McMahon. Oh, great. Um, that's it. Those are his two matches. Fantastic. Can Bring you see? I, I could see that happening. Oh, that'd be, a, that'd be <laughs> awful. No, thank you. Um, what do you think about the SmackDown Women's Championship match? Flair versus Asuka? Because I have thoughts on this, which is it's been a terrible build. Uh, Asuka and Charlotte Flair have had some absolutely awful back and forth segments on SmackDown. And Charlotte who I love her wrestling ability. She's great. Asuka obviously is great. But Charlotte came out, I think it was like three weeks ago, and just delivered one of the worst promos she's ever done. And then Asuka came out, and it was just really bad. And the week after, she had a weird backstage promo with Natty. And it's just been awful. Like, Charlotte, I don't think is a very good babyface. And I'm glad that Asuka is moving and taking over this title because I just, it's not working. And this feud could have been built up so much better, but I think they're building it off of both these two wrestlers are fantastic. So they'll tear the house down. Oh, so you think Asuka's winning? Oh, yeah. But oh, just, what a surprise. I just, Charlotte has been awful on the mic. This is, this should be an emotional feud. It's not going to be emotional. It's just going to be like, oh, yeah, Asuka's winning, of course. Yeah, like Charlotte should have been more upset and pissed off that the, Oscar challenged. The her problem is Charlotte's gimmick is that like she thinks she's the best and she's so amazing and all that. And I think for this feud to work, she had to feel more threatened and like she had something to lose and was fighting for more. But she didn't come across like that. Right, she came across like I'm just gonna win. Who cares? Yeah, I'm gonna make jokes with Natty backstage and I'll give her a random match and I'll just be like I'm Charlotte Flair. I say woo. Like it's just. It was so through the motions nonsense, and it was just not good. She should have attacked Oscar or done something. Like it was just not great. And I'm glad that we're done with this because this feud bombed, and I'm excited for Oscar to win and just move on. Yep. But um, I think it'll be a good match, at the very least. I know it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of fun spots, but outside of that, I just think this could have been a lot better. And I think they dropped the ball here. Uh, shout out to Road Dog and Ryan Ward. Um, final two matches on this card: the W title match, AJ versus Shinsuke, and then I—you're not going to believe this, but I think Roman Reigns might beat Lesnar to close the show. 
oh, really? You think Roman Reigns might win at WrestleMania? I think, I think you might. Possible. I think you might be right. There are people that have been talking themselves into like. I think fans might be cheering at the end. Of, no, they're not. Oh, I'll cheer for Roman Reigns. <laughs> I like Roman Reigns. I just the stuff that they've done with Lesnar, making him the heel by like stressing the part-time stuff and everything after the whole Cena Rock stuff, and just it's it's annoying. It it's not good. It hasn't been great. And also it's just they're attacking the guy that they had beat Undertaker and had like they it, it just he was the biggest draw in this company just like three years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're doing everything they can to sabotage him on the way out. I don't really understand that line of thinking because I think Brock Lesnar will inevitably come back. So like trying to pin him against the fan base because he doesn't care and blah, 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 blah. And making Paul Heyman try and make him out as the villain. And Roman Reigns is the anti-authority figure that is somehow finding his way into the arena every week, even though he's getting banned and everything. And just, I, I don't get it. I, I just think this whole feud has been a disaster and very stupid. And I'm just glad that we're finally done with it. I really am just glad that Roman Reigns is finally going to win the title and we can be done with this Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar feud. Because I remember like six months ago, people were like, oh, I don't know if they're going to do Roman versus Lesnar. No, that's what they're going to do. That was the plan for like that's four years. That's been the plan. They, it was going to be how they ended Mania three years ago until Brock signed a contract extension last minute. And they're like, okay, we have time to do this. So now we can push this match off three years. Oh, this time we'll we just have, have Seth Rollins interfere. Yeah, we can have them both beat The Undertaker and build this up even more. It, um, yeah, it's it's so stupid. but. Do you think Roman Reigns drops the red title and brings out a white universal title? No, that'll look like a mid-card title. It'll look like a woman's title. I think it'd be great. You have Then you could have continuity with the Intercontinental, the Raw Women's title, and the WWE Universal title. But the it would point, look better than the red. I would it do would, it would look better than the red. It should be how SmackDown is, where it's a black leather, but like SmackDown has the blue underline then. It's black with yeah. blue accents. It should be black with red accents. There you and go. then the women's belts are white with blue accents and white with red accents. So I'm the men and women's belts look the exact same on each show, other than the color of the leather. And the Raw and SmackDown look the exact same, except for the color of the jewel accents. I like that. But I am excited just to have like a title in general, regardless of what it looks like. Brock's been champion for a year and just hasn't been around. But that's not his fault. And that's the other thing. No, that's WWE's fault. Exactly. And that's why I don't blame Brock and they're trying to paint him as the villain. I'm like, Brock had all the leverage. Also, you have trained us over the years that like a champion must defend his belt in 30 days or be stripped. So like either you should have stripped him or you should have put him in a match. This is all on you and the rules that you've taught me since the 80s. Why didn't Paul Hamian bring that up? That would have been something to bring up of like, they could have attacked Lesnar. They could have, but they knew how valuable he was to this company. So they let him uh, do whatever he wanted. Instead, he cut the promo of like, if Brock Lesnar loses, you'll never, ever see him again because he's going to the UFC. And everyone's like, no, don't leave. Not like my dad did when he said he was going to take me fishing and then he never came back from the store. It was a very specific chance. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't get it. Um, but Roman's going to win, and yeah. people will boo short-term, but long-term it's good for TV because you will have championship matches at every pay-per-view again. 
Although with every show going co-branded, you don't need that as much as you would have during the last year. That's true. Because starting right after WrestleMania, every show is a joint show again. So you could have gotten away with like, this month has a SmackDown title and this month has a Raw title, even though both shows have both rosters. Each one just has one of the two world titles on the line so that those belts aren't defended so often. Are you excited about both SmackDown Women's title? I mean, the SmackDown Women's title, the Raw Women's title, the SmackDown Tag Team title, the Raw Tag Team title, the Raw Intercontinental title, the SmackDown US title. The Don't forget the Cruiserweight title. <laughs> the Cruiserweight title and the SmackDown uh, WWE title and the Raw Universal title being defended on every single pay-per-view for the, the next not, year. The nine titles. <laughs> being Go. defended on every pay-per-view for the next 12 months. NXT is a one-hour show and just added a fourth title. What the heck? The shows we just talked about are a combined five hours to have nine titles. NXT is one hour and has four titles. What show gets like, I mean, what belt gets the least amount of pay-per-view matches over the next year? I mean, are we counting the cruiserweight belts? No, they get every match. I guarantee you they are on every pay-per-view for the next year. Oh, pay-per-views have pre-shows still. You're right. Um, In that case, it is... It, I'm gonna say US title. I'm gonna say the SmackDown Women's title. Okay. Keep Asuka from having to beat everybody so quickly. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, somebody's gonna get screwed here. We're gonna we're gonna talk. You're gonna talk about an RBI where you're like, who hasn't been defended in a couple months? Like it's just kind of weird because you know WWE's not gonna be proactive in ensuring that there's equal representation in that certain like, title belt. Even the mid-card titles feel like that now. When I was like yeah. talking at lunch with someone about WrestleMania and they were asking like who the champions were and I was like, oh, it's it's uh, Brock Lesnar and AJ Styles and then for the mid-card titles it's Miz and and mentally for like 30 seconds I was just like Windows XP boot up sound going on in my head of like who the hell is the US ch-? Randy Orton. That's it. Randy Orton. Like I even like knew that match was happening, but I was like, "Is it Bobby? Is Bobby Roode the champion, or is is Orton the champ? Like, it doesn't matter anymore for those belts right now." Yeah. And and multi man matches hurt championships. Yes. It helps people get on shows, but the fact that I'm like, I know who the four people are. I don't remember who, who the champion on is. this WrestleMania show. Randy is there Orton. Anyone that's missing? Any stars? You mean? Yeah. Like, is anyone off this show? Big Cass. Not real. I mean, he very so, strong chance so like, in the battle royal. Match. So we're not counting like Cass, Joe, Jeff Hardy, Jason Jordan, Ambrose, guys who are like injured, right? Yes. Injured. Uh, Bray Wyatt is the biggest one then. I think he's gonna be in the battle royal. I, as a sister Abigail, or as him. I I don't know. Other oh, prop. You know other prop bet is, is Finn Apollo Balor be in. <laughs> oh, Apollo will be in it. Is Finn Balor Finn Balor or Demon Balor? Finn Balor. I agree, and that sucks. I don't think they have time. They don't have time to do a 15-minute Demon Balor entrance. Don't you want to see a WrestleMania Demon Balor entrance? Of course, but I it's, don't think they have It's also perfect it. if this is the last Taker entrance ever, that next year will be like the first Demon Balor entrance, which is like the same thing, only not overdone at this point. Yeah. Like In 10 years, it'll be the same thing. We're like, God damn it, another Demon Balor entrance. But right now, it's like, God damn, I want to see a Demon Balor entrance. I think every single Raw superstar is going to be on this show that's not hurt. Probably. I'm looking at it. It's like even R-Truth's out because he had shoulder surgery. Like, I guess it's just the cruiserweights. 
everybody else is going to be in this match because especially in the women's battle royal like they don't have enough wrestlers like everybody's gonna be in that and you could probably even put some of the cruiserweight oh, andre Mojo rally maybe he's in the andre is he yeah Zack Ryder? Uh, he's in the Andre. So it was Epico and Primo, or whichever one was in, was healthy. Ascension? Nope, they're not. Okay, it might be the Ascension. We may have found the answer. Congratulations, guys. <laughs> You're the only... You win people. not getting a paycheck. Oh my god. No, they're uh, wrestling the New Day and the Usos. No, you're thinking of um, Team 3D. That's it. Yeah. So... Uh, AJ and Nakamura, did we talk about that? Yes, let's talk about that last. I think this could go either way. If I was booking this match, I would have AJ win. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know how you could sell me on Shinsuke at this point. I think I like Shinsuke, but his work has not been great. He doesn't have a lot of momentum. I think they've done a good job telling the story over the last couple months. I think uh, the SmackDown last week that ended with Shinsuke like pretending to hit the Kinshasa on AJ at the end of SmackDown was great. I think they've done a good job of Shinsuke trying to get in AJ's head, but I think what would be more interesting is still AJ just keeping the title long-term. I, I just would not take him off, take it off him at this point. Like, I don't care about Shinsuke winning. I just want to see Shinsuke put on a great match. I, I mean, there's a first time for everything in WWE, so I think this could be a good opportunity for Shinsuke to have his first good WWE main roster match. <laughs> He's been better this year. But yeah, I was agreeing that like, Ever since he got to NXT, except for the Sami Zayn match, people were just like, this guy doesn't seem so great. Why is he not trying or is he past it or what's the deal? Like, I'm just this... especially mad because of the Shelton Benjamin thing. Maybe that's part of it where I was just so upset of how bad that was. But like for all the excuses and the passes people have given him, this is WrestleMania. This is AJ Styles. This is a WWE championship. This is the match where if you walk away and people are like, I know it wasn't great. That's it. You're done. Yeah, this is the match where you have to deliver. This is the literally the match they signed you for. So, do you think he wins, or do you think AJ wins? I think AJ wins. Okay, I AJ think Shinsuke wins, star. but I think I, I would do AJ. Plus, AJ was in that music video, so people like him. Mm, that is correct. What would you put the odds of, like, how this goes? What is your confidence level for AJ winning? For AJ winning, like eighty percent. Really, it's that pretty high. high. Yeah. Okay. So does like Shinsuke turn? Which means I'm, which means by the way, that means I am one hundred percent wrong. If anybody here has money and you heard that, put it all on Nakamura. <laughs> what are the odds for that match right now? Actually, what is because uh, they the odds were in Shinsuke's favor for Royal Rumble this year, and he did win it. Um, I don't know. So if they're in his favor now, then. Like I said, I was gonna say, like I might go back. Follow, follow the twenty percent. So that Nakamura is the favorite right now. What's he at? Uh, Reigns is a huge twelve minus twelve hundred favorite. Minus twelve hundred. Yeah, is Uh, that's got to be the most lopsided, right? Yes. Uh, Oh wait, what's what's Oscar? It's a good point. Let me look. I'm nervous about something's gonna autoplay. (laughs) There's gonna be an autoplay video somewhere. Because every website has to have autoplay videos now. Uh, if Roman's twelve hundred, I put Oscar right there too. I feel like those are the two locks of the night. AJ is, I mean, uh, Shinsuke is minus four fifteen. Okay, so that's a favorite, but not like yeah. massive, massive. Rousey and 
Uh, they're sizable at minus 530, so they have a better odds than Shinsuke. I don't see Asuka on here. Let me see Asuka. I bet you it's not that bad. It's got to be at least like minus seven or 800, I'd say. Think so? She's got to be a huge favorite. If Reigns is 1,200 even, I might even put her above that. I think she's more of a lock than Reigns. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I I guess there's no way like she would actually. Is there any way that it ends with uh, uh Charlotte uh Carmella? Cat yes, again? that's a very real possibility. I think Carmella would be my second pick, but still above Charlotte though. It'd be Oscar then Carmella then Charlotte. Hmm. That sounds awful. I don't but think I, I I'm I like Carmella in general. I like the theory of Carmella, but she has not been good enough to cash in and win. She's not over enough. People don't care. She's getting better in the last month, but yeah, I'd still wait a little longer. Sasha's the favorite for the women's battle row, by the way. That makes sense. It had to be Sasha or Bailey. Or Uh, Becky, I guess. Ooh, Finn Balor's the favorite in the Miz match. It's kind of interesting. Um... I still want the Miz to win. Yeah. Uh, Asuka is minus 1050. All right. That's a big. F- yeah. Reigns is 12, though, right? So Reigns is still the biggest favorite. Asuka's the second biggest. But yeah. that's still a huge favorite. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And Elias is the favorite in the men's battle row, by the way. Yeah, that makes And sense. a huge favorite. He's minus 140. The next closest is Ziggler at minus at plus 400. Just that you never have a, like, a minus in a battle royal. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's 20 people in it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. But yeah, I'd definitely go with AJ to actually win the match. So I'm assuming that meant the odds for Shinsuke. Yep. Okay. I think AJ, though, as champion, you have to carry the show and Shinsuke can't talk. Like He's getting better. Like his backstage stuff is really good. When yeah. You, like that stuff has improved so much. And I, I think they're figuring out ways to use him. And this is part of it where it's a learning curve where they're like, they're trying to figure things out with Shinsuke on the fly. They just are throwing stuff at the wall and I'm like, oh, this works. This doesn't work. We can't put him in this position, but we can put him in this position. And I think there's a way to build the show around him. It's just you have to be innovative and you have to really know what you're doing with him and recognize who he is and what he can do and what he can't. Yeah. And I don't know. It depends on how much you trust SmackDown to be able to utilize Shinsuke's tr- like strengths and being able to like identify, okay, he can do this on a week-to-week basis. Or like I would not have him around very often if you put the title on him. Yeah, I'd make him more of a mysterious, like Lesnar-like figure. But like AJ, definitely seems like a guy that they have a hundred percent confidence in at this point. That you know, as long as he can go, they're going to let him be a top, top guy, like a Cena-level guy, as long as his body holds up until they have to, you know, pass that torch to one of the younger guys on the roster, like Randy, <laughs> who is several years younger than AJ Styles. How many years do you think Randy Orton's gonna be around? after this year six okay randy orton gone within like two i could see him gone tomorrow and i can see him around for 10 more that guy does not care anymore no he is going through the motions but he's he's content with his family life randy orton going through the motions is still one of their top 10 guys though is the thing yeah I mean, I like Randy Orton. And like going through the motions has become his character in a way that's like cool. It's like when Stone Cold used to just like walk out, do a stunner and leave. Randy Orton, like he just had the attitude of like, I don't care. I'm just gonna do what I want. Like Randy Orton has that attitude of just like, I don't care about wrestling guys. The reason we're supposed to like 
hate Brock Lesnar is totally what Randy Orton just actually is. Of like, I'm just here because it's a paycheck and it's easy now. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Um, any final thoughts on WrestleMania this weekend before we get out of here? It's going to be a great show. If you're hungry, go to Outback Steakhouse. Get yourself the new triple prime rib. Oh, my God. A, a sponsorship, and I messed up their ad. Let me open up my ad from Outback Steakhouse copy. Um, Go to Outback Steakhouse. Order yourself the three-point rib bloom. Three of Outback's favorites together at last. Our signature bloomin' onion loaded with Aussie cheese fries and signature baby back ribs. Available for a limited time. So if that's my recommendation that I'm personally making, not because I'm being paid to make, that you should go to Outback Steakhouse and get that, which is a bloomin' onion with cheese fries on top of the bloomin' onion with ribs on top of the cheese fries that are on top of the bloomin' onion. It is just like Mama used to make Back in Wollong Long, Australia, where I'm from, mate. Wow. I think Daz listens to my podcast, it's, too. It's no wonder I get the best sponsorships to plug on your show. There you go. Next time I'm here, I'm going to be plugging, like, <laughs> Glade plugins or something. Perfect. Looking forward to it. Well, Eric, I appreciate you taking the time. We can find you on Twitter at Eric S. Brady. We can listen to you on RBR Wrestling every week. We can uh, support rbr wrestling by going to patreon.com slash rbr wrestling that you yeah, just launched just a day ago that's pretty cool we're like a real podcast now you're not a real podcast so you have a patreon yeah i learned that we should have done it before <laughs> but I, was, I was like why does everybody do patreon and i was like i see why people do patreons it's a it's a good thing uh but anyway support them listen to rbr it's a great wrestling podcast and uh let's uh talk again soon man all right later man thanks eric and that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I uh, just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate it if you could take a second and leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple Podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often and also follow me on Twitter at chase underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash chase Thomas writer. Uh, thank you for your support and we'll be back with another episode very soon. Thanks guys. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.